I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric Norton. What's going on, everybody? We are coming to you live from the Sport Card Expo. This time it's the fall edition. And our first guest is uh, is Aaron from Tops, which is really cool because Tops is back in the hockey game. And uh, I just want to get some some thoughts from uh, Aaron and Tops and see what's going on with their uh, hockey stickers. What's going on, Aaron? How's it going? I'm yeah, doing, we're, we're I'm really doing. excited to get back in the in the hockey sticker game here. We've uh, we did it a long time ago, probably about like eight or ten years ago, something like that. Sure. Uh, Panini has been doing it up until recently, so we took it over here, and we're really excited to jump back in the game a little bit. So what happened? How, how did, did you just fall in your laps, or, or? Yeah, it pretty much fell into our lap, and of course we're going to jump the opportunity to, to uh, do another major sport. And of course, uh, there's a huge contingency of hockey fans in our office, and we're all excited to work on the project. So is it just? Is it going to be just the one sticker set, or is there going to be more sticker sets throughout the season? Or So what we have is something very exciting. Uh, we have Tops Now stickers, okay. which is kind of in line with what we do with baseball. Sure. So Tops Now stickers, uh, there's going to be a set release every week, and it's going to only be available for that week. Oh, you go wow. purchase them. If you uh, purchase them, I believe we're going to do some kind of special promotion during the All-Star Game, so be on the lookout for that. Where you get a free album, you could start off with that, and then they will send you that week's set of stickers. There's going to be special parallels, variants within those packs, and mm-hmm. they're not going to be marked, so you're not going to know if you're going to get them or not, but okay. you'll be lucky to, and there's a lot of cool stuff coming our way. So Tops Now is a really cool product that we, we talk with Sue's a lot. Uh, Sue's, God bless you, on to bigger and better, better <laughs> things. But uh, So you said for a week. Now... So that tells me you guys are going to like just take the top players from the week and, and do top now, Tops Now sticker sets? Top plays, top moments. We try to expand it so it's not just historical moments. It's more based on a really cool goal. We're able to do stuff like that because it's sure. nine nine stickers every single week. Every, every single week. Every single week. And then it's going to go like that throughout the entirety of the season. At the end of the season, we're going to have some cap-off programs, some exciting stuff to give out. And as it progresses, we might add some more components to it, some exciting stuff, so keep your eyes on, on the on the lookout for some of the stuff we're going to do with Tops now. Does this leak into your digital collecting at all? Top Skate is a little different. Uh, they're almost on their own. Okay. Um, we, we do try to do have some synergistic type approach to it with them, but for the most part, it's going to be a separate event. Okay, great. Aaron, let me get a little bit of your background. How long have you been at Tops? Uh, I've been at Tops. I'm fairly new here. It's okay. only been uh, it's been less than a year. I actually used to work at Upper Deck before this. Okay, all right. So I'm I'm a little bit of in the in the background of the hockey game. Yeah. So uh, they put me on the sticker side of it. To, Absolutely. To kind of get in there. Okay. Um, Sweet. So talk about some of the inserts or special stickers that you can find uh, in these sets. So we do have uh, a pretty large offering of the insert sets. We have a rookie debuts insert set. We have NHL awards to kind of highlight that. Uh, we got the season highlights. We got retro stickers. We've got all the playoffs. You can build an entire puzzle of the Stanley Cup, which is really cool. Okay. There's a puzzle of the entire Stanley Cup winning team. Uh, so you get the full team shot of them celebrating on the ice. So there's little tiny things like that sprinkled throughout. You get one foil sticker per pack. Uh, it's a really fun way to just jump into collecting if you're just getting into it a little bit too. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's. We always talk about you know getting kids back into the game, and stickers are definitely kid centric, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is a good jumping off point for them. It, now the book is the book free? Do you get that with a pack, or how does that come along? There are going to be products that are pretty much a bundle, where you're going to be able to get uh, X amount of sticker packs, and then the album. Right now, we're giving them out here free today at the expo, but they are going to be two dollars in hobby hobby shops and retail stores, uh, okay. Walmart, Target, and then your local hobby store. I would check as well. We're going to definitely try to get into Canadian Tire. Sure, um, but for right now, it's going to be two dollars an album, one dollar a pack. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. And how many how many cards are coming per pack? It's going to be five, five, five? and one foil sticker and four regular. Okay. Can you buy these in boxes as well? Yes. There's okay. going to be uh, offerings. I believe about fifty packs, fifty packs, fifty dollars, which okay. is bad. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And uh, I I just know from other sticker experiences, there can be some like ultra rare stickers, right? So. You guys incorporate something like that into your packs? This one was a little bit more of a last-second mission for us to, okay. to kind of jump in the game. We, we learned very late in the game that we were getting this, but we were really excited to jump on it. We wanted to get it out there while the season was still going. Um, so we definitely have some plans to make it more uh, hit-centric in the future. Okay. Just for this one specifically, it's going to be more on the on the surface level of what you're going to get out of them. But the, the designs are great. The foils looking great on those. I think you saw some of them. They yeah. pop really nice. Yeah. 
Um, so we're, we're really happy with what we were able to put out there this year. So I want to talk about the designs because I'm, I'm big on like, I'm sports art. I'm really big into sports art. And I look at the design of a card. They're like, because it's just, it, if it's eye popping, it's catching, right? Because that's, that's how, that's how people eat too. You know, people look at food and that's how <laughs> they eat with their eyes. So, um, with the designs, you said you had a short turnaround time. How, how much work went into the design of, of these stickers? That was the big part that we wanted to make sure we, we nailed down. So that was when we definitely put a lot of effort into making sure the design stuck. We thought it was really cool. They have a, a little bit of a feel of like a comic book art feel to yeah. them. I think you saw that as well, the mm -hmm. gradients on them. Uh, we picked a premium foil for the backings of them, some of the foils that we even use in like our Bowman products. We wanted to go full force with it for our first year. And like I said, even though it was a truncated timeline, it was still something that we didn't want to do cheaply. Now you mentioned rookie debuts. Rookie are we debuts. are we take are we talking the full rookie class this year or it's going it to be it's going to be the previous rookie class? Oh, so, okay, I got uh, you. Of course, we had to do holdover rookies. Right. Uh, there is going to be like still Pedersen rookie debut stickers. He has uh, a Calder Calder trophy in there as well. So okay. it's it's still everything that you would want in a rookie centric product is still in there as well. Awesome. That's awesome. Now, where are these going to be available? These are going to be available, uh, like I was saying, in Target, Walmart, uh, Hobby Shop should be right. picking them up as well. There might be uh, Canadian Tires that have them as well. So we're trying to get them all out there. It's going to be the normal distribution chain that they were in when sure. Panini had them. Sure. Uh, we're just trying to, again, get our footing in there a little bit. I, I asked the wrong question. I, you did say all that, so forgive me. Oh, no. What, what I meant was... Um, more like can these be bought online as well like can are there, are there are you top tops now you explain but like can these be by bought by tops direct or anything like that there may be an allotment online i don't know if it'll be big uh, okay. we are definitely trying to get everything on the ground brick okay and mortar get sweet. people excited through that sweet what about overseas like because uh, obviously hockey is huge overseas as well so right uh, now our only plans are to sell into the united states and canada all okay. territories um, there is a possibility we might try to go into Europe a little bit, get some excitement over there. But for right now, we're going to stick pretty close to home. Sure. So what can we look forward in, like, in, this is your inaugural season, so to speak, back into the game. Mm -hmm. What can we look forward uh, to maybe next year? Are you guys going to add uh, more design features or you know, a bigger checklist? Uh, absolutely. I mean, our plan is right now we have about 640 stickers within that album. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's a pretty big checklist as is. Uh, we may be adding some more. We're definitely trying to bring as much of diversity inside of what we offer. So there's guys from the first line all the way through to the fourth, fifth line okay. in right. that set. So it gives collectors pretty much everything to go after. Um, what about retro guys? We don't have any retro guys. Those are a little bit of a different situation because you have to get a license for them. Uh, sure. We may look into that. That's something that may come down the line. But right now it's kind of feel it out. Because, again, it is our first year back into it, so right. we don't want to go too crazy just yet, but leave a lot of opportunity to, to sky's the limit pretty much for I'm it. sorry to be looking. There's a pigeon inside yeah, flying I'm around. That too. It's a little <laughs> weird. I don't want to get... Uh, He's a collector, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want to get pooped on, and I, I mean that very seriously. Awesome. So uh, you guys are here all weekend at the Expo, yep. right? And uh, so one more time, if you stop by your booth, you get a free album? free album and we're trying to give out as much sticker content as we can as well okay. as they uh, last but they've been going very quickly okay um we got a lot of cool tops freebies out there as well sure i saw you guys putting together some bags and like grab bag swag or something yeah kids come over they want to start their collection we're gonna start them off right give them some cool top stuff to go home with awesome awesome so guys if you are here at the expo please go check out tops uh, booth number 511. 511 uh, down there. You can't miss him. Aaron's a great guy. You can't miss that hair. It's, it's great hair. You can't miss <laughs> it. So uh, look for tops. The stickers, they're, they're beautiful. They're laid out all over the table for you to see them so you can get a good feel for the design, uh, what, what they're working with. And one more thing I want to mention, though, is you, you said they're, they're kind of a premium stock to them, right? Mm -hmm. So they're pretty sturdy. They're pretty sturdy. All right. Uh, Definitely something you could, if you want to stick them, you can. If you want to hold on to them, that's also an option. There you go. I know a guy who is, like, dead set on the hobby as a whole is missing the opportunity to grade stickers. Like he's really big into grading stickers and I'm not saying that you need to grade stickers. I'm all <laughs> I'm telling you is this guy is like dead set on you need to grade stickers. So, Hey, uh, it's, we make some good ones to try that out with. Awesome. So we'll, we'll see. Awesome. All right, Aaron, thank you so much for stopping by. I really Absolutely. appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Tim from Signatures for Soldiers, and you are listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. Guys, we are moving right along here on day two of the Sport Card Expo. I kind of kind of splice these all together, but 
a really special guest coming up here now. This is Greg and Sue Wood uh, of the Wood Foundation. They have a wonderful story that Upper Deck has gotten behind, and they've done something really special this weekend. But I want to know uh, a little bit more, a little bit more about their daughter and uh, what, what's what's going on here. So please introduce yourself. Uh, my name's Greg, and it's my, my wife Sue. Sue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's nice to meet you. So uh, first, tell tell us about your daughter. Um, our daughter is, I guess you would have to say, she's one of the kindest people that you ever would have met. Um, she was 11 years old when she passed away, uh, but she was beyond athletic. Our daughter just would play every sport that she could find, and she played it with a smile. Sure. And the same intensity. Like, she just, she loved the game. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, how, how did she pass, if you don't mind We me were asking. at a soccer tournament in 2012, and uh, we were down in Virginia Beach, uh, she had complained on and off about headaches, okay. um, but it was nothing intense. It was just, you know, a little bit of a, this or that, sinuses and stuff. Uh, so we were down there playing in, in the tournament down there. Ironically, uh, the, day bef- the day of, uh, we had just finished playing the championship game, and she had scored the winning goal. Oh, wow. Uh, so we were back at our hotel, and they were celebrating and things. And we went, uh, Sue took Sydney yeah. down to the pool for a swim. And about a half hour later, uh, she was running back upstairs. Sydney had a really bad pain in her head. Uh, the left side of her body was numb. feeling numb. numb. And uh, we called an ambulance right away. And within, within 12 hours, our daughter passed away from an, an undetected brain tumor. That's, it was very aggressive. It was very aggressive. Very aggressive. Yeah. Did, so um, I was sharing with you over there what, what today means for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and it's really awkward. God works in an amazing way. So the way that this was this yeah. kind of happened, it's really cool. But you said she was really athletic. Yes. And uh, Upper Deck made a wonderful card for her. Yes. So tell us about this card. Tell we, us about this uh, process. I, I was actually, back in February, I was, I mean, I've been a card collector with all three of my daughters for years. Okay. Uh, we've been to this show many times. And uh, so I would visit different sites. I was on the Upper Deck site, and I noticed that they had done a card for another young lady a couple of years ago that had passed away. Uh, she had a brain tumor, but it was something she knew about. So I thought I would take a chance, knowing Upper Deck is a global company. Right. But I wanted to submit my story because, I mean, with us, we just want everybody to know about our daughter. Sure. I mean, any parent would understand that uh, you lose a child, and one of your biggest fears is people forgetting about her. Right. And we wanted, one of the reasons we created our foundation. But uh, I wrote Upper Deck, and uh, thought nothing of it, to tell you the truth, because I never thought I'd get a response. But a couple months later, I got a letter, and we'd been working with Chris Carlin for the past few months. Mm-hmm. And, yes, they created this amazing card for us. It's just sure. beautiful. So uh, I will say that I, I work with Chris kind of off and on on some, on some things. When Chris is passionate about something. When he sees, oh God, yeah. like he <laughs> really, really gets behind it. And um, I, I'm not surprised in the least bit that this came through the way that it did. Yeah. So when they presented this card to you, how did, how did you feel as a mom and a dad? Oh, so proud. Like, we, we saw the proof of the card, so we knew what it looked like. But to see the actual physical card and her face on a big board like that. It was sure. Yeah. I mean, you can amazing. you have to imagine the emotions. I mean, something that makes you so happy and so sad at the exact same time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because quite honestly. Hope you guys enjoy that. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I forgot my train of thought. Um, so, so how did you feel when you saw the car? Oh, yeah. Pers- I mean, happy I, and sad. Again, it, it is. I mean, any parent, it's quite honestly, we're very proud of Sydney's foundation. Uh, yeah. We've raised over $120,000 for different uh, programs in our community, uh, children and family related. But, I mean, I'd give anything not to be doing this, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I understand uh, completely. It's, it's very bittersweet, but again, it's something that we will cherish, and Upper Deck has no idea how grateful we are for yeah. that. Yeah, just for her to have her face on her own card and everybody it was yeah. that. It was her dream. I mean, yeah. any, any young kid wants <laughs> yeah. to have a, a, their own yeah. card. And we used to come to these shows, and like I said, avid basketball player. She told me once, she said, Dad, I'm going to have a card, and I'm going to play alongside DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> and uh, we grew up also. I, my oldest daughter played basketball with Kia Nurse. So okay. Sydney would follow Kia everywhere. And 
I mean, that was just, you know, it's one of her dreams. Was basketball her favorite sport? Or uh, I, I say yes. Yeah. Uh, her soccer coach, Charlie Shabetta, says no, it's soccer. <laughs> uh, but again, she was very passionate about both of them. I, she, I'd never, ever seen her upset about going to a practice or anything. And she looked forward to these things. And more than the sport itself, it was the friends that she made along the way. Sure. And it was, it was, I mean, I do recall the day of her funeral. And it was, I, I don't remember it exactly, but I do remember being told that people were lined up outside for two hours to come in just really? to see her. Yeah, wow. it was, it was, yeah. I mean, I truly don't remember that day, but I do remember that. So. Awesome. That's a, that's a, a great testimony to the kind of person that she was. She is. Right. I, she would honestly, and she'd had uh, a quick story. We were at a game. Sydney played point guard. Um, she was busting down the court. I mean, for 11 years old, this kid was beyond her years. And uh, she had put a move on a kid, and it literally broke the kid. Like, the kid just went flat on her butt. <laughs> so instead of, she had a clear path to the net, and instead of, going and finishing the layup she stopped she moved the ball to the, her left hand she offered to help the young girl up while the play's going on <laughs> and i was one of her coaches and my john nardini and we're like sydney no no and so she oh so she went and finished <laughs> but then came over to see the girl afterwards but i mean this is the character of our daughter that's amazing uh she's very kind but again very competitive so you mentioned earlier that uh you you collect, collected with your all, all of your daughters all my daughters so yeah. uh we, we talk all the time about getting kids involved in the hobby and, and, and everything, so cool that you did that. Do, did they, how, but how did that start? How did you present collecting with your daughters? Well, I mean, I've been collecting for 30 years. I just, I've loved sports cards and stuff, and I could honestly say that all of my daughters are a bit of a daddy's girl, yeah. and they would follow <laughs> me around to a lot of things, and I would invite them. I said, would you like to come with me? And uh, my oldest daughter, she loved Chris Bosh. Uh, she's just a huge fan. And we would go to the Raptor games together and everything like that. And it just, it, it honestly, it wasn't something I had to, you know, twist sure. their arm about. They, really they enjoyed it. They loved the cards and they loved just getting the neat things and the autographs and stuff like that. It was, sure. It's just a fun, it's a fun thing to do. Now, what I'm hearing a lot of basketball names. Were there any hockey in there at all? Being, um, you know what? <laughs> I mean, we are a basketball family. Uh, we have been for years. Um, there, I mean, all of our kids. I know Mallory is, loves hockey as well. We're Blackhawk fans. Okay. Sorry to everybody out there, but we are Blackhawk fans, and so uh, they just, yeah, they just love you know Taze and Kaner and all those guys. And I used to introduce them to all the old guys too. You know, like Espo and, and sure. Makita and all the great. The great Hawks. So. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, I want to talk about the foundation for a moment. Tell us, yep. tell us about. Uh, you mentioned it a little bit, but what what is it that your 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 hope is to do with this foundation? So our hope is to raise as much money as possible. Yeah. So we started the foundation in 2014, and like Greg said, since that time we've raised over $120,000. So we hold a fundraiser every year. That's that's our big fundraiser where we try to raise as much money as possible. Um, our past fundraiser, we just raised 29000 So we're able to donate to um, charities in our community. We've helped. Like, go? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's a group down at McMaster Children's Hospital. It's called Brain Child. And this group deals with um, families that their children are dealing with brain tumors. We help them with finances because they're at the hospital every day while their children are going through treatment. So our donation helps them pay for gas, groceries. Um, we help food for kids. Okay. Uh, they're a, an organization based in Hamilton as well. Um, and they feed kids 52 weeks out of the year. We help... Um, People's Community Sports, uh, it's a, a sports group that um, children play soccer and basketball. For families that can't afford it, they can play for free. So we oh. donate to them. Uh, Ladybird Animal Sanctuary, um, we've donated, uh, sorry, adopted a room at um, Ronald McDonald House in Sydney's name. Each year we try to um, find a new charity, a smaller charity that doesn't get a lot of donations that we can really yeah. helps so it's, it's called the sydney wood foundation so it's the sydney wood purple butterfly pope foundation okay mm -hmm. awesome it's so go ahead. sydney sydney wood sydneywood.ca is our website and we are a registered canadian foundation as well so yeah. what is there social media that my listeners can go check yeah, out or? so we have um, a facebook page it's the purple butterfly of hope foundation page we have um, a twitter page it's sid purple and we also have an instagram page which is purple butterfly of hope 
Okay, there you go. Awesome. Guys, please go check them out. I would really appreciate it. Um, you, if you listen to my, this show, you, there's no secret about what, uh, what, you know, what today is. So uh, this is really great that, that how this was orchestrated, and I, and I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank I really you so appreciate much. It. Thank you so much also, for having uh, us. Awesome. All right, guys, uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Dan Pashman from the Sporkful Food Podcast, and you're listening to The Fat Packs. We are moving right along here at the Sports Card Expo, and I feel like it, uh, Expo really doesn't get started until I get to talk to Ken Reed, which Ken is here. How are you doing, Kenny? Good, Eric. Uh, thanks for letting me take over your podcast again. I, re- I, I get you know, frequent flyer miles on, miles on this thing, buddy. You sure do. But you brought a friend this time, right? I brought the man, the myth. The you're legend. the man, you're the man. <laughs> From Reed, Reed, can you imagine? I can't read, but he can, re- that's his last name, Reed. <laughs> and, and now we're stuck together and we're having a hell of a time. We right? are. He's the entertainer of the century, hockey legend Eddie Shack. Yep, he's the man. Eddie Shack, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, great. Ken, now listen to this. He sings my song now. Clear the track. Here, Here comes Shaq. He, he knocks him down, down and he gives him a whack. He scores goals, goals. he's got the knack. Eddie, Eddie, Shaq. He started the year in the minors. They used to send me down two weeks for misbehaving. Can you imagine that, me misbehaving? Eddie's no. the only guy I know who got sent to Springfield with Eddie Shore and wanted to stay. He didn't. When they called him back up, he wouldn't go to the Rangers. That's when Don Cherry was there. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't go. Let's talk about this book. Uh, you, you have a million stories, Eddie. So what's your favorite one in the book? Well, they're all, you know what I mean, like... Things that I've done with Bobby Howell, things that I've done with John Beliveau, the things that Gordy Howe, you know, that uh, they're all, you know, guys that I had fun with and sure. guys that I played golf with, Lee Trevino and, you know, that all, and then with singing guys like uh, uh, Hawkins, Ronnie Hawkins. Ronnie Hawkins, uh, Canadian rockabilly legend. Yeah. Okay. The guys that, you know, like fought, you know, like uh, George Chevallo, I I said I knocked out Gordie Howe twice, I knocked out Stan Makita, and I knocked out Reggie Fleming. I said, Chevallo, you know what? I'd like to have a go with you. <laughs> he, he looked at me, and I said, put skates on you and put you in a ring and put ice on you, and I'd kick the shit out of you. <laughs> That's Eddie. That's my, my, my favorite story in the book is uh, how Eddie not only had his driver's license at 13, but lost it at 13 after having a few cocktails in the bar and then going drag racing, and I'm not encouraging drinking and driving. It was 19, I don't know, 48. Things happened back then. <laughs> 1948. So, all right, that's a great story. How did you get your license at 13? Well, in, in Sudbury, that's where I'm from, Sudbury, right? That's where they grow potatoes. The only way they get them out, they blast them. But it was 16 years old, and then you could get your license. I was 13, so I was big, and you know what I mean? Right. And the fine was only $100, and I could afford that because I was working for Dominion stores. Sure. So it, it, it worked out great that I got my license, then I got... then. <laughs> These things are a pain in the ass, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're really loud. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Just give me just a second. Don't, doesn't that guy know that we're trying to do a podcast, Eddie? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Something. Eh? That's funny. Yeah. No. Lost, lost the license at 13 and a half. Pretty off. Oh, did we finish the story about the driving? No. no. no okay. Okay. But losing like at Dominion stores and Wednesday afternoon that was our time off. So uh-huh. then we'd go have a few cocktails at the at the bar. Sure. So we go to the bar, and now somebody's got a. I got a thirty-eight Dodge. This guy's got a forty-one Dodge. Okay. So his he says, "Well, my car's faster than your car." I said, oh, "Bullshit!" I said, "Let's go on Highway 17 and let's go see what whose car is the fastest." <laughs> so we get on the highway. His car was fast. He passed me, and then he was going into this hot dog stand. Drives in. I look behind. There's a cop car. I said, holy Jesus. I said, <laughs> and I wanted to get going, eh? But the, the guy that I was with, it was Emma Lavar. He said, no, no, pull in. I pull in. The cop give us, both of us, uh, Take- tickets for speeding, racing and speeding. Right. Then I had to go to court. And then my mom was a nervous wreck, eh? Because I'm only 13 <laughs> and a half, right? <laughs> She thought maybe I'd be going to jail for it. <laughs> That's crazy. Absolutely I, I crazy. Lo- I love that the stories, part of the stories, yeah, we're with the boys from work having a few at yeah. 13. At 13. Yeah. At yeah. 13. But that, that, at, that, at that time in Sudbury, like if you could afford it, you, you, you'd be able to drink it. 
Oh, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, I got to ask you a couple of collecting questions because we're a collectibles podcast. Did you keep anything from your career that you like? You did you have the foresight to keep anything that no. maybe no, no. What I did was I used to have hats. I used to get everybody to sign, and then I would. I would sell them. I would auction them out. Bitter to bid, bitter to buy. What do we got here? 100, 200, 300. Oh, $2,000 sold to this ball headed individual right here. <laughs> That's great. So let me reverse that question to you, Ken. Did you collect Eddie growing up? Actually, it's pretty funny. Eddie came with the Montreal Old Pros to play my dad's old timers team in 1985. And I got a signed Eddie Shack puck from Eddie Shack that night. There you go. That was before, I think. Was that before or after you hit on my mom? <laughs> You're terrible. You're... I'm you, kidding. I'm you, kidding. You know I'm shy. You know I'm Catholic. Yes, you know? I know. I know. We're both shy. So I, I have to tell you, we we were sitting over here watching you guys sign, and we were just commenting on like you you've literally had the longest line of the day. Do, do you? How do you feel knowing that like people still seek out your autograph? Well, like I, I love people. I enjoy people, and and I'm. I'm very honest. You know what I mean. When you when you got a, a, a great, they say what? How far did you go to school? And I always say like four miles. I never say grade three or grade four. Right. You know what I mean? I say, oh, four miles. Yeah. So, but I, I love people and I love being with people and I and I think and I don't have to worry about it. I, like I, I tell the truth and sometimes the truth hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were in a championship ring. Is that? Well, yeah, they're, they're, this is the 67 one. Eh? Tell me about that. Tell me about that ring. How, how well, that... I scored a winning goal in, 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 uh, in 63. I, I was MVP. I was, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I did just about everything that you could do in hockey, but uh, they, they don't want to put me in the Hockey Hall of Fame because I I'm, I'm no education, uh -huh. and I, I speak very, sometimes I speak with forked tongue. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So I, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself in the Hockey Hall of Fame either. No. <laughs> That's crazy. That's who crazy. Gives, who, who gives it one iota, right? <laughs> the, 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 the worst word I, I can say is "son of a biscuit box." Son of a biscuit box. <laughs> awesome. That'll keep you out of trouble if you stick yeah. to that. <laughs> All, All right. right. We had enough. Well, one more question, if, <laughs> okay. if you don't mind, for Ken. Okay. Ken, I, you. I love your books. You're great. You're, Thanks, man. You're, you're, so what made you want to do this with Eddie? Okay, this is awesome because you know me. I love old school hockey. Right. So I got a call from Brian Aaronworth, who runs Frameworth Sports Marketing. Eddie's always hanging out at Frameworth, and they said, Eddie's got so many awesome stories just off the cuff. Do you want to write a book with Eddie Shack? Yes. Like, for me to sit down and hang out with Eddie Shack at his house. Sure. And learn about him and probe him and ask him questions. For a guy like me, that's, that's my fantasy camp. And we paid you too. And they paid me too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's why. That's why we wanted to do it, right? Eddie, yeah. the money, because there's tons of money in Canadian books. <laughs> so tell me, tell me where they can pick it up. Obviously here, but I mean. You can pick up the book at Indigo Ch Indigo Chapters, mainly in, mostly in the Toronto area. You can also buy it on Amazon, and you can buy it at Frameworth Frameworth.com Frameworth.com, okay. and chances are, if you buy it through Frameworth.com, it'll be signed by Eddie. All right. But if you can get it on Amazon. Frameworth.com and Indigo. Awesome. And Bruno's. That's where I... Oh, yeah. Bruno's Meat Bruno, Market. Bruno's Meat Market on Avenue Road in the 401. There you go. <laughs> and, and Eddie's... We'll, we'll plug our signing, too. Eddie's going to be signing in Halifax, Nova Scotia, November 21, 23rd, 20, 21, 22, 23, Bubba Ray Sports Bar. So look out, Nova Scotia. Oh, Eddie man. Shack's right, coming. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to have a lot of fun there. Right. <laughs> awesome. They're great people, and they know how to drink. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks, I really sir. appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Oh. This is Hot Shot Danny Duggan, the team of Jack and Fanny Pack. You are listening to the Fat Pack Podcast. We are closing out the expo, the fall expo, the only way that I know how to close out, close out the fall expo, with my friends David and Chris. The hey yo, hi. It's us again. The Waldorf and what, what is it? Stadler, Stadler and Waldorf. Stad Stadler and Waldorf of the collecting world. What's going on, guys? No, no much. Uh, we're winding just, it down. We are yeah. exhausted. Yeah. So just for the listening audience, this is the latest I have ever been at this show. Yes, you usually duck out early. I duck out early to catch a plane, but you I'm leave. I'm you leave before the show is over. I do. And I'm staying till Tuesday. Chris has got some football on his uh, on his phone. 
So that's um, helpful. That's just a Twitter feed. It's just a Twitter is it feed. The Eagles? It's the, the Eagles are not playing yet. They yeah. haven't well, started yet. They're the yet. four o'clock game. They're the four o'clock game. It's not four o'clock yet. No. Almost. Wow. You you are here late. I am here yeah. late. So, uh, how was the show to you two gentlemen? Uh, Did you find anything on the floor? Treated me nice. <laughs> treated me nice. Uh, no. I, I did not find anything on the floor. All my stuff was on the table. It was all on the table. Yeah. I did not have to duck down to the floor. I but did, a, on the other hand. I know. You, I'll, you I'll let you finish first. Floor. No, I'm just, I did not find anything on the floor. All my stuff is up on the table. All my stuff is in packs. But uh, no, I did not look on the floor, but Mr. Harris did. Mr. You'll Harris never... Did. You never expect what you will find when you're looking literally on the floor at a big card show like this. All right, so what'd you find? So I found uh, a 2014 and a 2015 Bowman set for 10 bucks each. Wow. So you bought all of them? One of each. One of each. So, so for, all you, for, for all you group breakers and, uh, and math, and you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome yeah. and thank you. You're welcome and thank you. My man uh, David is is breaking open some 2015 WWE Tops Heritage. What are we chasing? Uh, this is the one that has the really nicely done, time taken Finn Balor autograph in it. Okay. Are we gonna hit one? Uh, oh, they're long odds. Man. They're long, they're long, long odds. odds. But it's also it is the 1985. Design, if I recall correctly. 85 baseball. baseball. 85 baseball. That is the 85 baseball. Kirby ball. Puckett's rookie year. With, yes, there's Roger no Kirby Clemens. Puckett in here. There's no Kirby Puckett. As far as I know. No. Yeah. Um, but there is a Ricky the Dragon steamboat. All right. Blowing fire. Blowing fire. Being dangerous. There's a Sami Zayn. William what happened to Sami Zayn? Where's Shoulder injury. Shoulder injury. Is he done? Uh, no, he is he is the advocate okay, for the reigning, defending, undisputed intercontinental champion. Who which is Shinsuke Nakamura. Is he really? Yeah, he's the translator yeah. for him. I thought he was going back to Japan. Who, same as No, Nakamura. Oh, Nakamura? No, he's, he should unless they threw enough money at him because he's totally been misused. Totally. Yeah. But he's the Intercontinental Champion, and so he needs a translator. Okay. Which is saying it's not like he can't speak English. No, right. we forget that part we of his game. We forget that part. Speak, yeah. he spoke English. No speaking English. Look at that. Brett the Hitman Heart and the Nasty Boys. Nice. And a black Sami Zayn. And a black Sami So, uh, can I tell you a story about uh, Nakamura? Absolutely. We were watching WrestleMania, WrestleMania a couple years ago, my wife and I. Yep. Because that's what married couples do. Watch WrestleMania. We watch WrestleMania, sure. right? We WrestleMania and chill. So, uh, this is when this is when he's uh, wrestling AJ, and yep. he he turns heel. Yep. So, she's listening to the crowd, and she can't quite make out Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura. What she hears is shitface Nakamura. So, <laughs> hey. So she looks at me, and she, and she has this puzzled look on her face. And I said, "What's wrong, honey?" She said, "Are they are they saying shitface Nakamura?" And I was like. No, honey, they're not saying that. Uh, not at all. And I, and I want to apologize for saying shitface. I don't typically curse on this show, but that was a, that was something that uh, yes. had to be told in in the way that it happened. Otherwise, it would just have lost all the yes. uh, Also, if you were listening to the whole show, Eddie Shack was on earlier, and he cursed quite often. So, um, and did he curse at you? He didn't curse at me. Okay. He was just cursing, telling stories, and yes. it was funny. It was funny. So. Uh, Chris, I know that you found something else that you had been looking for that you kind of like filled out a want list almost, right? Yeah, I found a dealer that had about two dozen of the 2011 Topps uh, diamond die-cut inserts. Yeah. And for those that aren't, don't know, the, those were those, they weren't in packs, but you had to go to like a website and enter a code and play this game where you had to like dig diamonds. Right. And if you got enough diamonds, you got a card. And right. these are some of the nicest cards that I think Topps has made. I, I remember that yeah. set very vividly. Yeah. I was working really nice. I was working for the Mariners, and every, we, that season we got a bunch of 2011 Topps in to sell at the store, and uh, I opened them quite often to try to get those uh, 
codes, codes so, I could, so I could dig. And uh, had fun. Had a best card to pull was an Albert Pujols, one of those. So, yeah. and it's a it's a really big set to complete. It's like over 150 cards. Oh wow! So, and I've been working on it for like seven or eight years, and I think I'm not even a third of the way done. <laughs> not even. I got. I saw two it. dozen of them out. Very nice. This weekend. So I saw you just pulled an Eric Rowan. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, I know that we talked about this earlier off air, but um, no, I pulled a Luke Harper. I'm sorry, Luke Harper. Luke Harper is. You know what day it is? <laughs> what day is it? No, I sure don't. Uh, no, that's, you know what that's, that means. That's Luke Harper's. Yeah. If you follow him on Twitter, uh -huh. it's Monday. You know what that means. What does that mean? That's just all he posts. It's, it's all Tuesday. Right? You know what that, you know what that means. means. Oh, very nice. I didn't know that. I didn't, oh, know on Twitter. I didn't think I was going to get one, but it comes in the special pack. In the special pack. What I was going to say is... Voodoo downloads. Is uh, if you're listening to Arn, which is the best wrestling podcast out right now, yep. uh, he's very big on Luke Harper. Like, he yeah. loves Luke Harper. Yeah, Luke Harper's yeah. fantastic. He followed him in, like, Chikara and on the Indies. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Absolutely. It was uh, Brody... Coyle, I think his name was. Yeah, no, Luke, Brody. Luke Harper's. Yeah, he is a big. He's, he's a big he's a dude big who, can, who can move. Who can move? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, he can carry a match, right? Just absolutely. Have to do it. So I got to ask your opinions about sure. AEW because, AEW. Uh, okay. well, Chris, you just went to a show. Yes, I went to uh, two AEW shows. Okay. I went to the first TV in Washington. All right. And I just came back last weekend from Full Gear, which is their first, their most recent pay-per-view. Yeah, most recent pay-per-view. What'd you think? About the main event of the pay-per-view, which was the uh, the uh, John Moxley Kenny Omega match. Yeah, unsanctioned. Unsanctioned. I think it went a little too far. <laughs> Did you violence. really think that? Okay. That is an I. I have no problem with the blood. I have no problem with with hardcore matches like that. Sure. I just think that you got to build to it. All right. That, I mean, that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, because it was like the second hardcore match that Moxley's been in All right. on pay-per-view. Okay. And, uh, you, you, no, nah, you, you can't have that every pay-per-view you every gotta pay -per -view. build to it that's a blow-off match it's a bl that's exactly and what it is so what did they like there there was no real feud there was no it. story as far no. as i know sure it's just it's just moxley and omega yeah right it right. was names they had and as far as i know they had no history in new japan not that i know of, no um no. so there's nothing going into this that you can draw to as to why just all of a sudden they're they're in this blow-off match, right? And like you know, like Chris said, I got, I got no problem with the guts, got no problem with the stunts, got no problem with all that stuff. But it a match like that needs to have meaning, and yeah. the match had no meaning as far as I'm concerned. Sure, I there, there was there was nothing nothing to build, and I guess it establishes Moxley as the <coughs> the the. The bad boy the guy who of, go of to, AEW, the guy will go to the extreme sure. of AEW. But I mean, where where does that take? Where did, where did that match take Moxley, and where did that match take Omega? No, nowhere. Nowhere. Exactly. What's next? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. What's next? That's always the big question, I think. But you know what? I think they're 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 a company that's learning. They're guys that are learning. They're sure. they're they're going to learn. They'll figure that stuff out. But it's they got to be given time. That's that's the thing. They got to be given time. Now you you compare and contrast that to the match that came before that. There you have oh. a storyline. Yes. What yeah. was before? Uh, I didn't watch the pay per view. So what, what was before it? It was uh, Cody. Okay. Oh, Cody versus Cody Jericho. Versus right. Jericho. With, With the added uh, stipulation that if he could not beat Jericho, he would never. He would. He would never battle Jericho for the title again. Okay. And each one, each person had a second in their corner. And MJF, who's the best heel in the business. Best heel in the business. Turned heel. And having been, and being there live, 
we kind of suspected that he was going to turn heel eventually, but not now. Right. So it was a bit of a surprise. And my God, this guy, he's our, if, if you, for those of you out there that don't watch wrestling regularly, or maybe have watched wrestling as a kid, this guy MJF is our generation's Roddy Piper. Absolutely. He just makes you want to, he just makes you want to spend money just to see him get his ass beaten. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is the perf the mark of a great heel. Yes. And if you don't know who that is, spend the $9.99, go get the WWE Network, and look up Rowdy Roddy Piper and watch. I, I, I think they know, they should probably know who Rowdy they, is, they, right? They know who Piper is. Yeah, but they, they, they don't know, <coughs> they don't know the original Rowdy Roddy Piper. They know the face Roddy Piper. They know the Intercontinental Champion yeah. Roddy Piper. They don't know the guy that was hated and every grandmother wanted to stab him, Roddy Piper. Rock and, and some wrestling of them Roddy Piper? Did. Yes, the rock and wrestling Roddy Piper. The Roddy Piper that smashed the gold record over the head of Lou Albano. Yes. That's the Roddy Piper. Yes. Was he like that going back, like, going back, was he like that when he wrestled in in Portland and the Northwest? He was pretty much a heel most of his yeah, career. He was pretty, yeah, he was pretty much a heel out there. He was... He was the crazy, there's a great promo from Portland where um, I can't remember who he's cutting it against, but he smashes Smash a bottle it. in his forehead okay. and he's, he's like, it's legit. It's legit color. He's bleeding he's and he's continuing with his promo after he's busted this bottle on his forehead and it is the most fantastic thing that you could ever see. Okay, that's commitment. Um, but that is, yeah, that is commitment to your, to your craft, so to speak. All right. So, um, but yeah, if you, like some of the Piper stuff, and he is—he is the crazy Roddy, the crazy eyes mm -hmm. Roddy Piper out there. Um, and I believe he—he he even did. Did he do color commentary, or he—he he did commentary where he was—he was a heel announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't. I think, I think it, it was, was around '89 or '90 yeah. before his Intercontinental. Yeah. Okay. But he did—he did heel commentary when he was out in Portland too, if I mm -hmm. recall. Okay. But, uh, ooh, there's a young. Bo Dallas. Looking at a young Bo, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. NXT call-up. Bo Leave. <laughs> what do you guys think about The Fiend? I, I like it. Do you think it's overexposed yet? I could, I, no. I could do without the wrestling and the red light. Yeah. Um, I, and here's here's a question for you guys. I, I know they're doing it. They do it up here on the broadcasts uh, for Raw. Yeah. I don't know if they do it in the if they're doing it on USA Network, but when they go to commercials or when they're in commercials or when they come back from commercials, they do like a one second blip of showing the fiend and like his I haven't noticed that. and his little screech, huh. and then they go back into program. I've noticed that. A couple of times. Okay. I, haven't, I, haven't, okay. I haven't noticed it. But I've noticed like on ours when they're like on our raw broadcast, three or four times throughout the night when they go to commercial or come back from commercial, it's just like a one second blip of the fiend and then they go back in. That's it. And nobody mentions it, nobody talks about it, nobody says anything, but it's that's a nice little touch that I that I do like in that. That's awesome. Ooh, that's a much nice. better relic. What's your Samoa relative? Joe. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Hell yeah. Joe the is going to kill free you. Agent. Is he a free agent now? Uh, well, because he's injured. I mean, he was no. drafted to Raw, but okay. I'd like to see them do a hottest free agent angle with Joe. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be real cool. Get, get Joe back to being the bad, tough guy that uh, he is misused. That he, be. he is misused. Yep. Absolutely misused. Yep. Because he, well, he can't. Well, first off, he can't do, can't do his finishing moves. So, hmm. uh, I mean, there is that. There is that. But uh, no, I think he's yeah. I think he's uh, I think he's a little bit under underutilized. But they, they'll figure out what to do with him. Okay. He's underutilized because he didn't come up through their system. Yeah. Well, they need they need somebody that he can go against. And really, I mean, are they going to sacrifice Seth Rollins to go against them? That would be a nice program. He's Rollins has had a quite a like a. The, the, this is not working what they're doing with him with what didn't Triple H the other night just pretty much say you gotta they're like rebuilding the Nexus and he was 
because he was in NXT, right? Yeah. And it just didn't. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like the audience is taking to it. Well, they don't. Yeah, they don't know what to do with him. Yeah. Right. No. They, like his, he he had his fight and his big year long program to yeah. battle and beat Lesnar. Yeah. And then they just bring Lesnar back to Raw. Yeah. So and it's put like, the belt on. Yeah, and put the belt on. So what did that do? That that you wasted a year long program. Yeah. Just and what did that, that do for Kofi? He's back to being the happy go lucky pancake flipping tag team they, Well, they did they did tease, and I don't I don't know how much further they're gonna do this, but they did tease with uh, there was I forget who was doing the interview. Uh, but somebody was ripping Kofi on losing. And you could see that he was, his interview was like, nah, nah, it's okay, you know, it's good, I had, I had a run. But when he was saying it, he wasn't saying it convincingly, uh. right? And so they were doing this kind of like, this little subtlety, but you know, everybody knows in wrestling, subtlety doesn't work. Right. Right? Absolutely. So you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be out front so the subtlety doesn't work, but there was, there was a couple facial things with Kofi and the way he delivered his lines that were like, he didn't really believe what he was yeah. saying about the power of positivity and all that stuff. But I don't know if if the injuries to everybody kind of derailed that story, where that story's going, but I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Kofi kind of go away from that stuff and try and reclaim. Sure. Yeah, but it was, an, it was a nice run to the title for Kofi. Do you think a, a heel Kofi would ever work? No. No. no, no. Kofi can't do heel. No, no. Kofi can do too much of a nice guy in real yeah. life. Kofi can do mad Kofi. Kofi can do angry Kofi. But people will still love. People him. will still love him. You're not, you're not going to get a heel Kofi. Okay, makes sense. They said the same thing. Well, I guess never mind. I was going to say they said the same thing about Jericho when Jericho came back and that he was silent for two or three weeks and everybody cheered him. That was. So fantastic. That was brilliant, yeah. right? That was brilliant. And then he, he just turned and uh, that was good stuff. There's Rowdy right there. Well, you know. Well, you know. That's face Rowdy. <laughs> That's face Rowdy. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up because the show is winding Did you down. have a good show? How was your show? How, yeah, how was your show? You never tell us how your show was. Um, Let us be the host and you yeah, be the guest yeah. here. Um, there, were some, there were some disappointing disappointing moments however such as didn't get some of the interviews that i was hoping to get for but okay. I, get, I i got to see you guys so that's good well that's, uh, that's great i did that's 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 a that's a good yeah. spending a few days away from your family i uh <laughs> right i heel kicked uh yvonne barrett out of my out of my uh booth nice and then 30 minutes later i was asked hey do you want to interview yvonne barrett and i was like yeah that's great let's do that there you go. how did that go over it went well um i went like i just asked i said guys you gotta leave i can't have you right here we gotta set up and then uh i didn't recognize him because he was sitting down and he stood up and he was wearing a Denny lemieux jersey and i was like oh crap that's <laughs> that's yvonne barrett so uh I had to interview him 30 minutes after that, which was fun. Um, the show in general, I got, you know what? I picked up a hat. My son tells me he's a, a Raptors fan. And he did this before they, before they won the title. He tells me in the middle of the season last season. Yeah. And I said, why? And he said, because they have a dinosaur on their jersey. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you're nine, and that makes perfect sense. So Absolutely. Uh, I bought him the Toronto Raptors old school logo. Uh, with the dino on it. The purple. The purple. purple. That's awesome. So he uh, hopefully will like that. And my three-year-old is heavy, heavy, heavy into Toy Story right now. Okay. And Buzz Lightyear is his <coughs> thing. So I bought him a Buzz Lightyear Funko Pop. So, nice. Yeah, he should hopefully be happy with that. Very cool. Other than that, the show's been good. Yep. Um, Again, I got to see you guys you a couple some, of times. You had some good dinners? You, you, know, Dinner. you know, you don't have to wait and for a card show to see you guys to, to, to have us on the show I know you but know it, that but this is so much better when it's here live and in person and well what, and what if I like fly out to D to Dallas you want to fly to Dallas just to do a shot on without we'll work or well, well, Charles. Well, Charles we're doing an interview everybody, buddy. everybody it's Charles yeah we're doing an interview Hi, wait, Charles. wait Sorry, Charles. Charles. <laughs> Charles we'll get with you in just a second okay all right. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, the f dinner was good. Uh, yep. So the keg. Yep. Always, uh, always nice. Moxie's, yep. which I hear you guys might be going there tonight. Uh, I yep, might be going maybe. there for second dinner. You know, yep. it's uh, for, we're gonna get first dinner out of the way, and then we're gonna go we to second dinner. We prefer to call it Ambrose's. Ambrose's, yeah. Instead of Moxie's. I understand. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a work name. It's a yeah. work name, definitely. Yeah. Uh, owned by the same people who own the Dallas Stars, so uh, they don't have any Dr. Pepper though, which is kind of weird. I don't get that because. Well, you're looking at me crazy. The Dallas Stars, yeah. the the sponsor is, is Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper, so you you would think that they get some Dr. Pepper in there. Well, you never know. But they, what I do like about Canadian eateries. Why can I have pulled that card the other day? Earlier, right? Yeah. That's a Trish Stratus for those of you in. Yeah, for, for those Podcast of you world. not watching at home. Yeah. What I do love about Canadian eateries is the uh, ample supply of ginger ale they they have it on tap apparently and that's not yeah. found everywhere in the states so you don't find ginger ale everywhere not really? no yeah, you, you don't do that you guys hate on ginger ale i don't think so no? i just i just not a lot of people like in you texas get canada dry down there or do you get schwitz both really yeah we get both wow. i prefer canada dry yeah but i won't turn my nose to a schwitz nice i'll take it if i have to there he is the Any, hit man anything in the schwitz family right. Brett the Hitman Hunter. All right. All right, we do got to wrap this up because Charles came over here to rock, tell me brother. something. <sighs> See you next time, guys? Yes, yeah. absolutely. See All you right. next time. See you yeah. next time. National, whatever. In New Jersey? Are you coming to New Jersey? You, you, I'm you, from New Jersey. You, you're from New Jersey. <laughs> what about you? You come to Jersey? I will probably be making the trek to New Jersey, yes. All right. Well, we'll see you. Well, actually, I might see you in May. Might. In May. Yeah, I wouldn't. The, no, I would be doing Chantilly in uh, Chantilly in the spring. All right. Yeah, Chantilly. Chantilly you. is my spring mm -hmm. show. I want to go to Chantilly a lot. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully you need to, to everybody out there. The best card show on the East Coast is the Chantilly show, especially the spring show. All right, spring Chantilly show. I see Who is I, that. If I can, it's Mr. X. Yeah. I'm gonna work that in. Who is Mr. X? <laughs> you guys hang tight until next week. Just keep. <laughs> just keep listening. And cue the Drake. There's gonna be an edit. Cue the Drake. <laughs>